Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Cruise Radio. Now more than ever, you should consider trip insurance for any kind of trip you take, not just cruises. Get a free quote at tripinsurance.com. Broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here. Sherry Laskin off this week. Stepping in with Cruise News is staff writer Richard Sims. Also, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is live aboard Celebrity Millennium. He's on the very first sailing open to U.S. guests out of St. Martin, a seven-night Caribbean cruise. We'll do a live hit with him in just a little bit as well. And then unpack some more policy changes with Richard towards the end of the show. If you want to catch up on the daily cruise news, a couple places you can do it on the website at cruiseradio.net, by video on the Cruise Radio YouTube channel, or by audio, Cruise News Today podcasts. All right, staff writer Richard Sims is here with Cruise News. Hey, Richard. Hey, Doug. The first Caribbean cruise to welcome U.S. guests back has officially sailed. How jealous are we that we are not aboard right? this Liberty Millennium right now, right? Uh, yeah. From everything we've heard, everything is going great. There has been no, you know, no problems on board. Um, the biggest problem seems to be actually the sort of hoops you have to jump through to get to St. Martin in order to sail, you know. But everything after that, once they got there and people presented their proof of vaccination, um, they don't have to wear masks on board. Some people are. I think that's just part of the the whole societal thing. Thing where we've been wearing masks for so long that it feels weird to be in public and not wear a mask, but they don't have to because everybody on board is vaccinated, and it sounds like it's going amazing. Yeah, and in just a few minutes, we'll be checking in live on the ship with Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy, see how his sailing is going. He always is good for an opinion or two. And speaking of more cruise ship sailing, another cruise ship cleared to sail from Florida. Also with Celebrity, this is the Equinox. It's been approved by the CDC to sail from Fort Lauderdale. They're going to start sailing on July 25th. This means that right now they'll have nine of their 14 ships sailing. That includes Edge and Apex, which are their two newest ships. If there's a downside, it's that if you want to do Apex, the newest ship, you really have to get like basically get your butt over to Greece because that's mm-hmm. where it's sailing out of. But you can sail the Celebrity Edge out of Fort Lauderdale, and that is, you know, basically pretty much the same ship. The Apex is a little bit newer, but Edge is the one that sort of really raised the bar for Celebrity, took them to the next level, has the magic carpet on the side, that whole thing. But all told, now they have 14 ships sailing. Now, to be fair, that's not 14 ships sailing out of the U.S. That also includes like their their exploration ships that go to like the Galapagos Islands and places like that. But still, 14 ships. That's that's a whole lot more than we had a couple weeks ago. You got that right. And Carnival Cruise Line has announced a few Caribbean restart dates. Yeah, so this will be out of the port of Galveston, Texas. So first on July 3rd, they'll be sailing with the Carnival Vista. And then on July 15th, the Carnival Breeze will follow. They are sailing with 95% vaccinated guests on board. Those vaccinated will not be required to wear a mask. 
Although one of the things we should really say, and you know, we're going to be talking quite a bit about protocols during the course of this entire news segment, and that is that these can change on a dime. We have seen situations where we published a story that was, you know, up to date when we published it, and by the time we got up the next morning, the information wasn't valid anymore because things have changed so quickly. So that's really how quickly all of these protocols are changing. So when we talk about them, please keep in mind that, you know, they are the most recent protocols, but they could actually change. The other thing they're saying is that they will be allowing a small number of children to sail. And when they talk about children, they're talking about kids under the age of 12 who, you know, won't be eligible for a vaccination, which I assume that sort of fills in that 5% gap when they're saying they're sailing at 95% vaccinated capacity. And they have a whole process that you go through if you want to, like, if you're sailing and you want to put your child who's underage for a vaccine on the list. But these are the first sailings out of Texas for Carnival. And this next one segues perfectly to what we were just talking about. And it comes to Carnival's policy change for Texas cruises, which, uh, as you said, is changing by the moment, it seems. Yeah, it really is. So. You know, on the website, sometimes even the information that you get on a website is different from the information that they are actually providing to passengers because, of course, different divisions within a company, and this is not just true of Carnival, it's true of, of almost every company, different divisions handle different things. So, you know, the website might tell you one thing and the information you're getting from, say, you know, the company via a letter that was sent to your travel advisor or whatever might say something different, which makes it a little bit confusing for guests. And we had that happen earlier this week with sailings out of Texas on Carnival, where it was a question of whether people were going to be wearing masks, what the vaccination policies were going to be. It sort of morphed over the course of a couple of days to where they are now, which is, as we said, sailing with 95% of guests vaccinated and vaccinated guests not having to wear masks on board, which is a little different from what they had been saying a few days earlier and what the website had been saying. So, you know, it's important that you keep in touch with your travel agent or, you know, a travel partner or checking the website or calling and making sure that you are fully aware of what these changes are. Because, you know, it's so confusing that sometimes the left hand doesn't necessarily know what the right hand's doing because it's all just up in the air right now. And speaking of things constantly changing, today is Donald Duck's 87th birthday, I believe. And uh, not such a good birthday present because more ships are being canceled. If we were better singers, I would suggest we sing happy birthday to <laughs> score some points with Donald. But I have heard myself at karaoke and I just don't think that's a good idea. So instead, we'll just move right into the cancellations. You know, this is something that we're continuing to see. We kind of hoped that at a certain point we would stop seeing cancellations because, you know, we've, we saw so many over the past 15 months. But it sort of makes sense. And here's the latest with Disney. Disney canceled basically all of their cruises for several months. Um, here's the rundown. So the Disney Dream Cruises are canceled through August 6th. Disney Fantasy Sailings are canceled through August 28th. Disney Wonder Sailings are canceled through September 19th, and Disney Magic Sailings out of the United States are canceled through November 4th. Now, the Disney Magic does still have sailings out of the UK. They're calling them like these UK staycations because I don't believe they go to any other ports outside of the UK. So you're sort of, you're getting on a cruise, but it's almost like a cruise to nowhere kind of thing. Those have not been impacted. When they made this announcement, they basically said that it was 
because they need to finalize their new health and safety protocols. They need to get the crew on board. They need to get everything up and running. So that is why they have canceled these. It's sort of surprising with everybody else coming back, you know, in, you know, July and August. The Disney's, some of it, you know, you look at the Disney Magics are canceled all the way through November 4th. That's that's kind of surprising, but we'll keep an eye on that and let people know if it changes, uh, if they happen to, you know, maybe be able to come back sooner than they think they are going to be able to right now. And when they do come back, they'll have a little bit of a refreshed app. Yeah, this is also something that we're seeing across a lot of the cruise lines. They've been using this time away to time away. Doesn't that sound so nice? This time away <laughs> as if they went on vacation right. as opposed to being, you know, unable to sail for a year and a half. But they've been using this time to make improvements all around their ships, including with their apps, because they realize that technology is going to be more important than ever when we come back, because it's a great way to sort of help people not have to touch as many things, whether it's like, you know, menus, instead of touching a menu, you can look at the menu on the phone, things like that. So the Disney app is getting a little bit of a makeover and it'll be you'll be able to do things like make reservations for onboard activities up to 30 days before sailing and once you're on board this is kind of cool you will be able to communicate directly with crew members they're going to have like a live chat feature where if you want to deal with something i'm assuming this mainly means instead of having to go down to guest services, you can use the app to communicate with somebody and sort of get your problem taken care of there. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I thought was really interesting here was they said one of the things you will be able to do is, and I'm quoting here, join a virtual queue for the family pool deck. That sort of makes it sound like, you know, we've heard a little bit that some ships might eventually require like reservations to do certain things, whether it's go to the casino, which of course they don't have a casino on a Disney ship, which is why I haven't been on one or, you know, go to the pool. And this sounds sort of like that might be the case. And that sort of makes sense to me because when you think of a Disney cruise, you think about, you know, how many kids and families they have on board and where do kids want to spend the entire day on the pool deck? So the pool deck on a Disney ship could be even more crowded than it might be on, say, a Norwegian ship or an MSC ship or whatever. So it sounds as if you will be able to use the app to, you know, sort of stake out your time that you're going to be at the pool. Now, if that turns out to be the case, and it's not 100% clear, but if that does turn out to be the case, I do not want to be the parent who says to their child who wants to go to the pool, oh, yeah, let me make an appointment for two hours mm -hmm. from now. <laughs> you know, let's see how that goes. And the news a lot of us have been waiting for because uh, MSC has planned to sail from a couple of ports in 2021 this year. And it looks like we finally may see that. Yeah, MSC has really, over the last few years, been making a strong push into the U.S. market. You know, right now, when we think of sailings out of the U.S., we tend to think of Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, Carnival, Norwegian. You know, those are the those are the biggies in the market. And MSC really wants to have a stronger foothold in the U.S. market. So right out, out of the bat, now we're seeing that the MSC Meraviglia, which is almost as hard to say as it is to spell, will start sailing out of Miami on August 2nd. We've heard a lot about how cruise lines are going to, you know, be possibly doing shorter trips to begin with, you know, while they're getting used to the protocols and things. And that's going to be the case with Meraviglia when she starts sailing, because these are going to be three and four night cruises. We've also heard a lot about how cruise lines are going to really want to take advantage of their private islands because 
that's an environment they can control as opposed to, you know, if you stop in, you know, say Nassau or something and your guests go scattered to the wind, you don't really have much control of where they're going and what they're doing. On the private island, you know, you are they are completely under your control sort of thing. And so not surprisingly, not only is Meraviglia going to start out doing three and four day sailings, but where they are sailing to is Ocean K MSC Marine Reserve, their private island. Then in September on the 18th, Meraviglia will start doing longer cruises. She'll start doing like, you know, six night sailings, but they will also still stop at Ocean K. They're going to take full advantage of that private island. The other ship they have coming back is the MSC Divina, which will be sailing out of Port Canaveral and she'll start on September 16th. Again, she'll start with three, four night cruises. Um, and then she's also going to do some seven night cruises to the Bahamas and the Caribbean. And guess where else? Ocean K. So, you know, they're going to they're going to make sure all of their ships are stopping there. And why not? They spent a lot of money and, you know, have this beautiful new private island. So why not make sure you're stopping there? And, you know, people were giving Ocean K a lot of, uh, I guess, flack because there was lack of palm trees and all of that. But uh, for one, be careful what you wish for, because you couldn't go there for a year and a half. First off, after you were complaining about it. But two, maybe the palm trees have opened up and we have a little bit more shade there now over the past 16 months. That's a good point. I don't know how quickly palm trees grow. Um, you know, I have a lot of trees in my yard, but I'm not sure how quick. But I don't have palm trees. They don't really grow in the New York, New Jersey <laughs> metropolitan areas. So I'm not sure how quickly they grow. But that is important because, you know, when you look at that particular private island, that was a reclamation project. You know, that island was like basically it's not unfair to say it was a trash heap, you know, and they completely just turned that into a tropical paradise. And that takes a little time. So it'll be interesting to see now that we've been gone for, you know, 15 months, what the island looks like now. And our last talking point here, Royal Caribbean announced a restart of about a half a dozen more ships. Yeah. You know, the fun thing about this whole news segment has been that we're talking about ships coming back instead of like the depressing thing that ships aren't sailing. So here's a quick rundown of what we've got. Um, Allure of the Seas will be sailing out of Port Canaveral starting August 8th. Symphony of the Seas will be sailing out of Miami starting August 14th. Independence of the Seas will sail out of Galveston starting August 15th, and Mariner of the Seas will be sailing out of Port Canaveral starting August 23rd. In addition to that, there's also the Alaska schedule where Serenade of the Seas will be sailing out of Seattle, sailing seven-night Alaska cruises starting on July 19th, and Ovation of the Seas will be sailing out of Seattle starting August 13th, and those are also seven-night sailings. There's also international sailings. I mean, we've been, you know, we focus mostly on the U.S. sailings because that's where, you know, the vast majority of us are probably going to be sailing out of. But Harmony of the Seas will be sailing out of Barcelona and Rome starting August 15th. Adventure of the Seas will sail out of Nassau starting June 12th. Anthem of the Seas will be going out of Southampton, England, starting July 7th. And Jewel of the Seas will be sailing from Cyprus starting on July 10th. So that's a lot of ships that pretty much wherever you are, you've got an option of a ship to jump on. Is it Cyprus or Cyprus? Well, it's probably Cyprus, okay. but thank you for correcting me okay. publicly. <laughs> just, I didn't know. I was asking you, you know how bad I am. I skipped over Limassol, which is the, uh, the <laughs> yes. port city. I skipped right over that crap. Yeah, somewhere around Turkey. We know that much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Richard, hang through the break here. I want to get a couple of your thoughts after Stuart. Lucky for you, I have nothing better to do. <laughs> Perfect. 
You have questions. We have answers. Get the whole story on cruiseradio.net. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not, not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. You're listening to Cruise Radio, America's trusted voice of the cruise industry. All right, Stuart Chiron, the cruise guy, is currently on board Celebrity Millennium right now, the first Caribbean ship open to U.S. passengers. He's on a seven-night voyage that left St. Martin over the weekend. It's sailing to Barbados, Aruba, and Curacao. Stuart, what's going on, sailor? Well, Doug, we've got a jazzercise uh, aqua class going on in the pool, uh, playing to the Baywatch uh, TV theme. And, um, you know, we're, we're just uh, leisurely sailing at sea. It just feels like any other day at sea, but knowing that it's really not because it's only the second one in, uh, you know, about six, 16 months for me, 15 yeah. months for the industry. Um, it's just great to, to be out here. So how's it going so far out there? Well, the, the check-in process was, was very simple. We just had to provide our proof of vaccinations, our passports, our pre-cruise uh, authorization from St. Martin, uh, which you know they, they do require, which we do online. It was very it was a bit of a cumbersome process, but you know you, you, you go through it and the end result is really what matters. And you know when I buried my head in that ice cold towel when the crew member uh, greeted me at the gangway, you know it's like you knew that the wait was over. I mean, this was really, you know, here it was pinched me. Um, my, the the nightmare is really over, and the dream is is just beginning. And the crew were actually much happy. Now, imagine, I, you know, I've been this is my 277th cruise. I was still very excited to get on board Celebrity Millennium, but I, I will have to admit that the crew were more excited to see us than than we were to see them, which was really hard to believe. I mean, they were just. You could see the smiles. Now, even though they're vaccinated, they're still wearing uh, face masks. Mm -hmm. But you could see the smiles, the eyes. They were just ecstatic to see the passengers uh, as as we boarded the ship. And surprisingly, Doug, I mean, you, you'd think that well, you know, the first cruise, they're going to have hiccups. They're you know, they're not going to be properly staffed in certain areas, whether it's housekeeping, the bartenders, the restaurants. But everything is working fantastically well. I mean, there's absolutely nothing to complain about except, well, I mean, it's a little overcast right now. But who cares? We're out on a cruise. You've been on board for three days now. What's the vibe like? Well, I mean, there's of of a possible 2,100 occupancy, there's 648 people on board. So there's certainly no line. Celebrity wanted to make sure that uh, everyone was able to social distance. We weren't going to overrun. Uh, you know, the, the service on board and, uh, but everybody is so happy. I mean, people are obviously greeting each other as you pass by in the halls. Doesn't matter if it's multiple times, 
it's it's just nice. To, everyone's just very you know happy to get away and and to be you know on vacation and you know not having to be you know walking around with with these on. It, it just makes the the experience so much better. Well, it certainly makes a difference. And we've been following your social media on Twitter at Cruise Guy, and uh, it looks like the buffets did not go away. No. And, and, you know, if you remember, you know, when when certain cruise executives were making comments about the buffet, as an example, and they said, well, you know, we're going to have to get rid of them. And they were following, you know, cancel, you know, the cancel culture. But, you know, cooler heads prevailed. The meat, the, the, the buffets are not, you know, two lines, you know, converging in the middle. I mean, these are, you know, for the last 25 years, everyone's kind of created these little stations. So there's never been any lines and there's certainly no lines. So what's happening right now that uh, the, the, the buffet is exactly the same. The only difference is there's a Globe crew member there to serve you the food, which really is like an added level of, of, of service. So you don't skip a beat. You don't miss anything. And it just the presentation's even better than it was before. I'm sure the cruise ports are very excited to see tourists again. And by this point, you've been to a couple of them. What's the vibe been like on shore? Well, I can tell you, we got off the plane in St. Martin. They were ecstatic. They were ecstatic. I mean, they, they, you know, they've had some ships, smaller ships, on boarding there. But uh, to have a ship like Celebrity Millennium, which in July will be replaced by Summit, I mean, they, they were just so thrilled to see us from the, at the airport when we got off the plane, the luggage, the taxi cab drivers, uh, people in the, in the cruise terminal checking us in, uh, Barbados. I mean, they, again, grinning. people were grinning uh, ear to ear. People were just very welcoming and very excited because they, they know that it's, it's the restart of, of their economies as well as more passengers. And, of course, they are thrilled that the passengers that are coming are fully vaccinated. What would you tell someone who is hesitant to cruise right now because of safety? I've, I've been on a lot of cruises. I've been to a lot of places around the world. And I can tell you that this is a very safe experience. Cruise lines exceed every governmental recommendation and guidelines dealing with, uh, you know, let's say COVID for, as an example. I mean, when we checked in, uh, you know, the, the hand sanitizers, when you go to, you know, there's the restaurants, you've got opportunities to wash your hands, lots of soap and water which are just, you know, simple health and hygiene issues. Um, you know, they did provide us with uh, masks. They did provide us with, uh, say, you know, hand sanitizers that we could, you know, walk around with, with water bottles. It's just it's just a very nice experience. And because they're operating at reduced capacities, you know, you can feel comfortable knowing that, uh, you know, social distancing is, is there. But I, I can tell you, people are not at all concerned about it. So set the record straight here. You just said they gave you masks at embarkation, but do you have to wear them when you're walking around inside the ship? No. Okay. No, you don't have to wear the mask at all. Uh, you don't have to take it out of your cabin. I mean, I, I have not had to wear the mask since, uh, since I got on the ship. And, uh, you know, tomorrow in Aruba, you know, I mean, I'll take it just in case I need to wear it off the ship uh, if, if social distancing is not uh, available. But um, it, it is not a requirement at all anywhere on the ship. Stuart, I'll let you go. Enjoy your cruise, buddy. Uh, thank you so much for linking up. We've been talking with Stuart Chiron, the Cruise Guy. Follow his coverage on Twitter at Cruise Guy or at CruiseGuy.com. Thanks for linking up, my friend. Hey, man, we'll, we'll talk soon and look forward to seeing you soon, Doug. All right, we have one more talking point here. And, Richard, this one is kind of a uh, – there's a lot to unpack because you have the state against the cruise lines, and then you have other things happening as well that we're not even seeing. But I want to talk about Celebrity Cruise's vaccination policy because – in one sentence, they say, following CDC guidelines, we will sail with at least 95% vaccinated crew and guests. But then as you read more into it, 
it doesn't really say that at all. Yeah, this is one of those things where it feels like they're trying to have their cake and eat it, too, because they basically say that anybody over the age of 16 must be full of, fully vaccinated. And when they when any of the cruise lines say fully vaccinated, what they mean is it must be two weeks since your whether it's your second dose or your first dose, if it's you know a one dose shot. But you have to be two weeks. You have to be fully vaccinated. You have to be out of that danger period. And they're also saying that as of August 1st, that age goes from 16 to 12. Because of course, right now, you know, um, they've only recently opened it up for that 12 to 16 year old age that they can get vaccinations. So they're leaving a little bit of wiggle room. But as of August 1st, anybody 12 and older has to be fully vaccinated, they say. They also say that they're going to require that you be able to prove it, you know, that you provide proof of vaccination. So, so far, so good. Everything makes sense. But then there's this, and I'm quoting here, guests that decline to provide proof of vaccination or provide insufficient documentation will be considered unvaccinated and will have to adhere to additional requirements. So basically, they seem to be saying you have to be vaccinated, you have to be able to prove you're vaccinated, but if you don't prove you're vaccinated, you can still come on board, you're just going to have to play by different rules. This is going to be really interesting to me on a couple of levels. For one thing, how do you sort of differentiate between those who are vaccinated and those who aren't? Do they have to, like, you know, wear a different colored band? Uh, I, I was thinking of this yesterday because my grocery store has switched to this policy where they now have a sign outside saying, you know, if you're fully vaxxed, you don't have to wear masks. And as I was wandering around the store looking at people, I'm like, well, how do you know? You know, nobody is requiring proof of vaccination. So I don't really understand how the cruise line is going to tell the difference. But what will happen is that those who are on board who are unvaccinated are going to have to wear their masks in a lot of situations. Um, they are going to have to take the um, SARS-CoV-2 test, and that is at their own expense. So, you know, they they seem to be saying, even though they're saying we're going to sail at 95% capacity, now it could be that what they are saying here is this is the rules for that 5%, you know, between 95 and 100. But it doesn't really read that way. It's very sort of, it, it, it's got holes in it. It's a little different than like Carnival's policy basically says you have to provide proof of vaccination. If you show up and you do not have proof of vaccination, you will not be allowed on board. And, and I thought this was kind of interesting, you will not be provided a refund. You will basically be sent home and we're keeping your money. So, you know, I have to assume that as we get closer and closer to these actual sailings, things will become much more clear, that they're leaving themselves wiggle room as the protocols develop. Frankly, between you and I, I and you know the millions of listeners, I can't wait until the day where we don't have to have these conversations, mm-hmm. where it's just like, you know, we're back to the old days where everybody just piles into the uh, piles into the embarkation area, gets on the ship, goes sailing, has a good time, and we don't have to worry about who's vaccinated and who's not. But, yeah, I'm a little confused by what this policy really says and the wiggle room that it leaves. And as we've said the whole the whole show, that this stuff is so fluid and it changes all the time. But how I'm personally reading into it is like, you know what? If you're not vaccinated, come on board. We're just going to make it more difficult and costly for you to cruise. That's exactly how it sounds to yeah. me. And, and the funny thing is, I feel like I feel fairly certain 
that that is not what they mean to be saying, you know, because that seems to be throwing themselves open. It seems to be saying, we're going to tell everyone that we're sailing 95%, but we're not necessarily sticking to that. And, you know, there are two schools of thought out there. There are people who are very much okay with getting on ships with people who are may or may not be vaccinated. Uh, then there are other people who are like, no, I want to know. If I'm, if I'm getting on a ship and you're not sticking to these vaccination policies, I want to know. You know, I don't want to sail with unvaccinated people. There, there's definitely a, um, a fair number of people out there who have said that. So I think that all of the cruise lines are going to have to be very, very, very clear with not only what their policies are, how they're enforcing them, and, you know, what what protocols will be in place for those who are not vaccinated. How will members of the crew and other passengers be able to tell who's vaccinated and who's not in these situations? It'll be interesting to see how these things play out in the next couple of months. Yep, so we'll just have to stay tuned for more, and uh, let's get back to talking about chair hogs and people taking too much bacon from the buffet. I can't wait. <laughs> Staff writer Richard Sims, thank you, man. Always glad to. All right, Dougie, let's see what we got for you, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Get cruise news, ship reviews, and money-saving tips every Thursday on Cruise Radio. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you want to help spread the word, give Cruise Radio a five-star review. Find Cruise Radio where you listen to your favorite podcast or online at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.